All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 195 of the Real Life Podcast. And... (laughs) For a few minutes there, it was just myself, Tyler Uremchuk, and Wanye, and we chatted for a little, sat in silence for a few minutes, and then Wanye just said, let's just start and see what happens. So I decided to hit the start button. While I'm playing the intro, Chalmers and Bag Milk join the call, so we have a pretty much full cast here for episode 195. Wanye, I personally was looking forward to a two-man podcast. for Yeah, it would have been amazing. No one shouting over each other. Chalmers came in and ruined that. Chalmers, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Uh, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. Bag milk. I was posting memes, bro. Noodle memes or hockey memes? You name it, I got memes for it. Makes sense. The uh, meme master. Do you, do you ever steal some, or do you just are they all original? Well, it depends, right? Like sometimes I'll go. So one thing I subscribe I subscribe to on Reddit is meme economy. So there's basically all kinds of templates and sometimes they have examples on how people are using those templates. So I'll look at the example and I'll be like, oh, I can spin that into an Oilers thing or, oh, I can spin that into uh, an Arby's thing or whatever. So both, I guess. I've always kind of wondered what the process was behind making these memes. And I figured that there was some like sort of bank that you had access to that was allowing you to get like good templates. Interesting to so get behind I the do, scenes of that. I follow financial accounts and hip-hop memes and weed memes. Okay. There's bountiful content. 
And then I just look at them all with bag milk and we fire them back and forth. And we're like, oh, that's funny. And sometimes you just repost. Sometimes you make it into something about noodles. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes you can find a meme that has something to do with, I don't know, like, a completely unrelated topic, and it, then it works out perfectly for Oodle Noodle, or it works out perfectly for the Oilers, or whatever. So, yeah, you just got to be creative, man. For those of what's you your listening... Bag, oh, sorry, buddy. Bag mug, what's your favorite meme you've made in the last little while? You know what? Honestly, my favorite, this one I made yesterday for... Um, it's the Will Ferrell cracking a beer. Yeah. And I put uh, me training for an Edmonton Oilers playoff run. Good. And that one kind of, that one exploded on Facebook right now. It's at about 45,000 impressions on the ON, on the Oilers wow. Nation Facebook page. So wow. that's probably my favorite one. But also, I don't remember most of them that I make. So <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember? Well, you know, it's just kind of in through one ear, out through the other. Onward we move. Are you the I big one a... pushing, are you the big one pushing Arby's memes? Because I've oh, seen yeah. a lot of Arby's content recently. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that until Arby's I'm sorry, starts... somebody in a nightclub? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, Are we so, recording? So for the first two minutes of this podcast, it was very good audio quality. And then at about the two minute and ten second mark, my audio lines are all over the place because Jay showed up and started just basically yeah. clanging around. Like, what are you doing? We're recording yesterday. I thought you were teaching your rem chunk how to do memes. I'm pulling a Chalmers poppin'. Holy lord. We, we were doing both, teaching me about memes and recording a podcast. Oh, excellent. When back when Continue. it was just me and your rem chug here for four minutes, we didn't say a word to each other. And, it was and then the, we're like, fuck it, start this shit. It was the best this podcast been in months. I'm kidding, <laughs> of course. Um, okay, before we get into podcast content, I should let everyone know that this podcast, as always, is brought to you by the fine folks at Japa Machinery. If you're looking for heavy equipment, Jap has you covered with 815, do I call them 815s or 815s? Probably eight. Well, that's for the courts to decide. They got Ooh, those. Yeah. They, they got packers, asphalt rollers, excavators, and more, all available, all rental equipment. It comes clean. It comes sanitized, which we need to emphasize sanitized gear at Jappa. It's newer, it's serviced, all by Jappa's fantastic team of heavy duty mechanics. Check them out, jappamachinery.com. All right, so now I'm we gonna, are. Six- I'm a, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to set the record straight and say I'm an 81 5 guy. Ah, okay. The classic. I think I'd be more of an 815. I'd be like, hey, bring the 815 over here. I, I pictured you as an 815 guy. What I hear is a pack of fucking lies. Sorry, children listening. Effing lies. I do have people I just, who... did a, I just did a Facebook Live interview with ATB. <laughs> what? And I dropped a swear. Ooh. You just did a Facebook Live with ATB? Yeah. What? What are you, the customer of the year? Why? Why? <laughs> Oh, I'm out, I'm out here working on these streets. What? These virtual streets. What did you talk about? Uh, I talked about uh, running businesses during COVID and other other things. All, the, all the fantastic stuff we're doing at Oodle Noodle. I said shit. Wow, I didn't even swear in 2020. I know. I know, exactly. But if, I'm sure I've done many. You can play shit on Words with Friends. If you can play it on Words with Friends, it's not a swear. Can you? Chalmers, I was, I was playing a game oh, with yeah. your son, and yeah. I was going to drop hit for like 32 <laughs> points. And I was like, I can't do it. 
He would have loved it. You know what? He actually, and the reason I know that you can play shit is because he came to me where there was an, there was hit and he wanted to make a word where the S would land on top of hit and it would have been a triple word. And he's like, he's like struggling with it, obviously internally. And he comes to me and he's like, like, dad, I really want to play this word, but I'm not sure if I should. And I'm like, well, what word is it? And he shows me and I'm like, you know what, buddy, I respect it. And yes, you can play it. I'd say, hey, you know what? You know what, son? You play that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's uh, he's pretty good for a nine-year-old kid. He plays all of my friends, and he he, he likes to tell me about how he, he gets really in depth in the games and how my friends they just don't take it easy on him. But he loves it. Like he he wants to be getting better. It's pretty cool. I like that game. Oh yeah, uh, I play for keeps against your son. You got to. But he, but he fights. But he claps back though. He claps back. I got a lot of respect. He does. He's got those tricks. So on Words with Friends, you can play these lightning rounds, which is like mm-hmm. basically there's five players per team and you have five boards that your team works through. Once you play a word on one board, you get transferred to the next board. And you, it's the first team to 750 points. So like if you're the top scorer on your team, you're probably having around 180 to about 100 and, or 220 points. And he dominates. He, his, his most ever is like 348. And he usually averages around 240, wow. 250. He knows all those little tricks, all the little QIs, the little XIs, all the little S's and ERs to the end of words. Like, yeah, he's got it down, man. Proud have, of him. Have I told you guys about the online girlfriend I met on Words with Friends? What? what? You're what? a dirty dog. No, okay. <laughs> Here, okay, I'll give you the whole story. I wasn't sure if I brought it up on this podcast yet, but you know how sometimes you just get matched up with random people? Okay, in life or what? No, on Words with Friends. You can just like start random games. So like two months ago, I was just, not enough of my friends were playing, so I just hit random game, and I got matched up with Leah R. Um, By looking at her photo, I would guess she is in her late 70s. So we've been playing now for a couple months, and she messages me like two or three (laughs) times a week, but I never respond. And the messages have gotten like... In a little bit more creepy the more we go on. So it started back... Ooh, share some, share some. Okay, so back on May 15th, remember, I have not responded once. She goes, hi. Oh, sure. Five days yeah, later, right. have a good day. And then she goes, darn, you used the Z. I said, yeah. hello, your turn. Hi, Ty. Hi, can you say hi? I know you can spell LOL. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> then on June 9, she started telling me good morning. Oh, yeah. um, by June 16th, about five messages later, she goes, good morning, T. And then on June I 18th, thought- I debated stopping playing her because she just messaged me and goes, you are so cute with a with a little happy face. Hey, man, oh, we're, not here to, <laughs> we're not here to kink shame you, Remchuk. If you want to get in there, buddy, you go for it. Um, this is exactly is- how my parents met. <laughs> she is shooting her shot. I'd love to know how many, how many words with friends, hookups and marriages there have been. I bet you there's some. For real? They, oh, for well, sure. I bet listen, you there's some. There, Companionship. There, there's, a lot, there's a lot of people who think that you like that uh, that good rapport in a game like that is yeah. to message you if you don't know them. And they'll just say hi or something quickly. I literally resign every game. If they if I see a little bubble, one, there's, I just resign the game. I'm like, I'm not here to talk. With you, <laughs> I always worry that it's like some like hook, right? They're trying to hook you. It's like, hey, go to this website. And you're like, what in the fuck is going on? Um, I'm very, very skeptical about those. Oh, Chalmers. Back on June 25th, she said, ignoring me, question mark. I, again, did not respond. 
and I must have played some weird word because she just messaged me the next day and went, risque words, smiley face. Oh, you, yeah. You got oh, you 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 <laughs> Passively, aggressively pay, playing words like hookup. Yeah, and, just wheeling like, her with yeah. your wordplay. How committed are you to your win-loss ratios in the game? Uh, like, Fair. not overly. Okay. Start trying to, like, talk to her in the words you're playing. <laughs> like, yeah, stop. Send a message. Alone. <laughs> quiet. Send. Nudes. And, yeah. Crazy. And nudes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny so because the- I, so I don't I don't care about the the win loss. I'm more worried about my average score. Yeah, me too. My average score point. I speaking about like potentially people who have hooked up or gotten married off of words of friends. I'm embarrassed to admit this. I know Bag Milk will support this. I I've been, I've been getting into ninety day fiance. Oh, it's the best. Are you watching the other way? Buddy, I watch all of them. There's so many different flavors. I throw them all on. It's the greatest show on TV. I'm passionate about this shit. So there's that one girl who got catfished by some guy who lives in India, found out, then fell in love with the guy. (laughs) And was the catfisher. Yeah, his name was Sumit. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. It's the best why? Show ever. Why catfish? Are you trying to get someone's credit card number? Like, what's the end game? I, I don't no, know. No, so this guy specifically, he worked in a call center, and, and he always had like a dream. He was in an arranged marriage, also. I should I should mention, and he always had the dream of meeting an American woman, but uh, he didn't think he had a low self esteem, so he didn't think that any yeah, American yeah, woman yeah. would love him as he is. So he went yeah. out and found some beefcake and started chatting with random uh, random people via the beefcake. And then they started actually connecting on like uh, on an emotional level. It's like Shallow Hal, man. Remember that movie? Exactly, exactly. But what? But again, just like Shallow Hal, a love story blossomed out of an unlikely scenario. I like to think that Mrs. Wanye is out there catfishing someone right now (laughs) on the strength of her personality and vibe. Then she's out there pretending to be a beefcake. Yeah, I mean, ninety day fiancés. The greatest show on TV. This Isn't just, catfishing just basically another way of like do it, like playing, like having Sims. Like it, it, it's it's a way of escaping your reality and being somebody totally different, and that makes some people. Feel well, if you work good. in a if you work in a packed building in India and of a tiny little apartment, you can pretend to be a hunk from Florida. I get it. You're right. It's like an avatar. Yeah, and like I mean, I used to also watch the TV show Catfish. So sometimes their motivation is it's seedier. It's like, oh, maybe I can get some money. Maybe they'll send me some money or something like that. But Here's a new website, Bag Milk. Sorry to interrupt. Here's the no, new please. website. You arrange male and female models to send mm. constant supply of photos to people who are catfishing people. Oh, yeah. Because so like some shit's be- like, I got this guy to go. And this bikini model's like, all right, I'll send you eight snaps a week for the next 20 years. Yeah, yeah, and then they make a little feed. Like she's like, "Oh, she doesn't believe this is actually me. Can you send me a photo of you like yeah. drinking a coffee or whatever?" And you're like, like, of, oh, course, I got you. "Of course, for nine ninety nine a month, of course." This is this is this is good thinking right here. This podcast is taking a weird turn already. It might be a better business model than OnlyFans. And then hey, somehow but, you could like lend money to people. That's the end game. Business is booming on OnlyFans, my friend. It's really like a cash money cash checking play. Or in the mm-hmm. end, you're like, "Hey, girl, if you really, uh, if you really love me, I'll cash your paycheck for three bucks on a hundred, and I'm open late." Yeah, it's a payday loan company that 
under the guise of catfishing. Yeah, payday loan uses like eight million in AI to go catfish a hundred thousand people into payday loans. Yeah, the future, your Amtrak. We won't need to leave our houses. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's the future, I and that's the story of why Jay's in an ATB ad. Yeah. Okay. So Jay, you were on <laughs> Facebook Live with ATB, and you mentioned uh, <laughs> you mentioned that you were very nervous to be doing this. My response to that would be: You do podcasts, you do TV all the time. Why did this make you nervous? I get nervous about everything. That's uh, that's how I know that I'm on. Mm. I don't feel nervous. <laughs> I got concerned. Are you I ever dream. nervous for this podcast? No, I'm not nervous, nervous of this because I'm just chatting with my buddies. We're buddies, right, your M. Chuck? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I'd love to know. Like for me, I never get nervous about like much in in terms of like having to talk unless I'm in front of people. Yeah, but like, you're uh, real media. You're genetically engineered. Yeah. You yeah. know what, Tyler? I used to get like you talk on the radio every single day, and mm-hmm. you mind your P's and Q's, if you will. First time I started doing radio, I was like panicking that I would unleash a random fuck on six thirty chat or oh, something like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I can see why that'd be a concern, but like for me, I like I there's thousands of people listening to the radio when I talk. It's whatever to me. I'll make a complete ass of myself. I'll really say anything. But if I'm at like a Canadian brew house doing an event and there's six people who probably don't even give a shit about me there, but I have to go talk <laughs> on the mic, my hands start to sweat. Like any sort of like in front of people talking like live in person stuff. That's what gets me fucking sweating and a little nervous. Do you have, yes, a, do you have, do you have buddies getting married yet, Tyler? Yeah. Um, I am seed my sister's wedding actually. Uh, Cause last... that's what I was going to say. I see a lot of MC duties in your future, my friend. hundred percent. That oh, almost yeah. comes with the game. Oh, yeah. And then like, oh, it's not even I... just MC duties. It's like MC duties times a thousand. Cause people expect you to be good. And it's like, I'm not going to be good at this. This is a completely different animal. Which yeah, adds a whole voice, new layer though. of pressure. Yeah. The minute you start going, episode 148, a real life podcast. I'm like, Jesus Christ, a podcast. Everybody calm down. Like, you have the official sounding voice that when you say, attention, everybody, head, head forward, everyone will listen. Well, Gregor, when he did his speech at his wedding, shouted out like seven sponsors. Yeah, he had sponsors his muscle memory. Yep. Which is this unreal. brought to you by... <laughs> when, if i ever get married i want a fully corporate wedding i want to be like guys if i'd like to welcome you i'd like to welcome you all to the dance floor which is brought to you by japa machinery yep. and i'm gonna yep. be dance. yeah everything's gonna be sponsored brought to you by spence diamond like the whole thing it'd be hilarious do it all yeah smoke them if you got them if you can do it do it i'll bring the roadcaster <laughs> and turn my entire wedding into a podcast oh we would do a real life episode of your wedding during the whole wedding Wow. And trust me. And trust me, you want Chalmers at your wedding because he will be good content. He will provide extra value for everyone and his star will rise. Attending, like going at weddings. attending a wedding with nothing to do is one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. I love just going in there with the anticipation and getting a little liquored up, hitting the dance floor later on, having some weird snacks. I love that. I'm always good for it because people – People don't like to be known as the guy that's during dinner going to get the drinks all the time. You start to see the person that's uh, always at the bar. I have zero <laughs> worries spot. about that. I'll get people drinks. I'll walk with six of my hands, stay oh, there yeah. for the table, but really four of them are for me. I don't really care much. <laughs> Who cares? You have no shame. Yeah. I have zero shame at weddings. Having that, no shame whole, is a great quality in general, I think. The whole reason is so that I can get on the dance floor and have no shame. Hell yeah. yeah. 
Chalmers is a dancing machine. Oh, just kick it out there, buddy. <laughs> there, there's nothing quite like, and I, it's it's Thursday as we're recording this. There's nothing like a good dance floor session. Because today, my throwback Thursday on my Instagram was Jay from our night on Fremont. Well, Tyler, you were there too, from our night on Fremont Street when we watched that cover band. Yeah. That went from zero to 100 really uh, quickly with an aggressive dance floor night. And just organically. And that was the best part, right? You know, you went, you walk, you're walking down Fremont Street with no intentions. They're like, oh, there's some music happening over there. And next thing you know, you look and Bag Melt's doing the worm. I'm singing into the microphone. It was just, it just went from zero to 100 in like a, a second. Those are the and funnest not- times when you're straight up, like just you're cruising from one bar and you stumble upon another one, like on a football trip and we walk in and all of a sudden they're playing Lil John's. What's that song by Lil John? Oh, like, all of them. Yeah, which one isn't? Yeah. Well, the one, the, the real, shots? the real hype one. Shots, uh, shots, yeah. shots, yeah. shots, 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 shots. Yeah. yeah. With Usher. Are you or talking about low? get low? Yeah. Get low. Uh, <laughs> I can see you being a get low guy. Oh, buddy, we were in Mexico. I, I waited for that song to come oh, on. Oh, dude, I game. can see you, Chalmers, in my mind's eye at the um, Senior Frogs where Jay went on the water slide. Oh, yeah. Coming that into Jay that song. Smooth. And I swear it was one of the first times I ever heard it. <laughs> yeah. And you were out of your mind on the uh, rum punches, whatever the hell we were on in those days. Oh, God, rum punches, they'll get you going. They just pour them in your mouth on the couple hundred yeah. Bahama mamas before you have breakfast. Oh, hell yeah. Usually. It's so when always, is your wedding? It's always fun. Like when you get that song that just gets everybody on the floor too, mm-hmm. whether it's get low or I mean, like when we were talking about the Vegas one, they started playing some covers of Aqua and we all went bananas. It was just so random and unexpected. I love that. See, we don't need to have new experiences. We can fondly remember old ones. Exactly. Oh, it's turned turn down for what? Turned down oh, for what, my little John? That's oh, a yeah. track and a half. Yeah, that song gets it fucking started. <laughs> I have a song. I have a song that I like to dance to called Candyman uh, by Aqua. It's uh-huh. uh, it's uh, one of the greatest <laughs> songs to dance to of all time. Jeez. I like really aggressively dancing to Pony by Genuine. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. You dance oh. too aggressive to Pony. Everybody within 100 feet gets pregnant. That's right. That's right. It's one of those songs. A lot of hips in that song, eh, Bagmouth? Absolutely. You got to move them, buddy. They don't lie. Looping back, J.D., your ad on ATB, which I assume is imminent, my dream in life is to sit in an Oilers game and see an ATB ad featuring you. Oh, you know, I'm I, I'm working on it. It's on the vision board. Oh, my Lord. What a day that'll be. <laughs> you have to tell the truth. You have to be like, when we were overdrawn, ATB would always call us and be nice, but they always wanted their money. Jared, what else is on your vision board? Oh, lots of good stuff on there. Well, just name one. Yeah. Oilers Stanley Cup. Oilers Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. A photo of me at a Stanley Cup parade. Pants being legally declared optional. Yeah, pants are <laughs> optional. I had to draw on pants. <laughs> what about you, Chalmers? What's on your vision board? I'm thinking about it right now, actually. I've done a lot of my vision board, but uh, standing at the front of the yacht with my wife, like in Titanic, oh. uh, <laughs> and then and then subsequently finding a board that she's just laying on and I'm in the water. Uh, wow. Except that you're Kate Winslet in your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Yeah, pretty much. 
That's how it goes. You're only uh, one of like your French girls, Jack. What What's supposed to be? How do you decide? How do you brainstorm what to put on your vision board? Things well, it's whatever you happen. feel. A lot of me is like adventure and experience. Uh, so a lot of travel stuff. Sure, there's some materialistic items that I'd like to unlock as I continue on on this on this earth. But uh, a lot for me is is, uh, is is travel related and being on the boards of uh, ATB added in oil game. Y'all are boiled. <laughs> on the boards. <laughs> oh yeah, your face. My face is the face off dot. Shoot here. Yeah. Wow. See, and I was picturing you in an ATB commercial where some there's some kind of new jangle in there, but there always is for me with the ATB commercials. Maybe oh. he was signing one of your jerseys or something, or like you had a nice I gotta get exchange. to work. I I gotta get to work super fast because they've they've got news on the team, and w- thankfully, one time our boy Johnny Winwick, who is a super duper friend of the nation and uh, big big wig at ATB, um. He invited me. I got to go to this cystic fibrosis dinner that uh, the Nuge is a celebrity chair of. I got, I, I got to chat to the Nuge for three seconds. And he laughed oh, at my joke. That's good living. Oh, it was an honor. And then I got you a know photo what, with him you know, to prove it. You know what I think is on my vision board? I think the number one thing on my vision board that I will cherish for the rest of my life is if I was ever lucky enough to get a hole in one. I think that's really like my, my greatest life accomplishment that I have not done yet. Interesting. Of everybody I know, it is shocking. It has always been shocking you don't have a hole-in-one because I, I would argue you're the best golfer out of everyone. I was three feet yeah, uh, on what, yeah, yesterday. Three feet. And I was just like, this is never going to happen. It's just never going to happen. Oh, I don't and say that. Getting to witness JR hit two, that's just it's like, it's like a real gut punch. What? And then I see some memes where the lady's like, this lady, <laughs> her, on her first – she played her first round of golf ever on the fifth hole, a driver on a 120-yard hole, and she dunked it. And I was just Listen, like, Thomas, you can't say it's never going to happen. You have to believe. If George Michael didn't believe, would he have started Wham? I think I – no, but I think no, I – No, he believed. Him. He believed in the hit. <laughs> I even said the only reason I play golf is because I got four chances at a hole-in-one. That's Man, the you only think, reason I still play. You got you to you strip all that expectation yeah. and pressure. And just let it come to you. Do you think when George it? Michael went in to record the inaugural Wham! album, also called Wham!, he was worried about the cadence of his voice? No, he knew the fucking hits were going to flow. He knew he had a beautiful voice. He, he had feathered hair and high-waisted jeans and the looks of a god. He'd be fine. You could say he had faith, even. Amen. Uh-huh. You, you step up to the plate with the confidence of a young George Michael. I hate to, I hate to hijack, but speaking of golf, you know how we talked about I was at uh, the That's Lynx on Monday? That's a weird segue, but sure. On Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I played with my nephew at that uh, practice round. And I got to say, other than the fact that there's standing water in, on most golf courses right now due to the rain, yeah. the Lynx and most golf courses, the Lynx in general, it looked really, really good. So I was really impressed by the golf course. Now, I went out and played this practice round with my 15-year-old nephew. We were teamed up with two other kids, both who had their moms with them. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, well, their mom's because their mom's like take them around, almost like a caddy, right? They uh, drive their cart and, uh, like you know. Like shooting ducks in the barrel, eh, Chalmer? Yeah, I mean, these are practice rounds. These kids, oh, you know, they're, their parents, a lot of their parents are there. Um, these two weren't like helicopter parents. One was simply just pushing the bag along. You know, the other one was simply just driving the course. I could see myself doing that. It was kind of nice. They didn't, they didn't put pressure on their kids, which I really liked. So the first kid that I, we, that I met, his name was Tommy. He was 17 years old. And he was from uh, a course just outside of Okotoks called Pritis. And 
I started talking to him. He right now is trying to decide between two schools to go to, Kent State and Boston College. Wow. Ooh, those are yeah, legit. At 17 years old, this kid was legit. And he was, wow. you know, not a huge kid. My nephew towered him by about a foot. But this kid bombed it. So I was really, really impressed. And I think he shot one over that day. Wow. Uh, so then, but the second kid that we played with, she was a 13-year-old girl. And she, I, I had to get her name because she's somebody to watch. She's also from Calgary. The She'd been playing golf for only a year. This is, this is her first year of golf. And JR... I shit you not, she had one of the best swings I've ever seen. And the power that she generated at 13 and the short game, the fact that she was able to flop 60s at 13, it was one of the most impressive things I ever see. I didn't, I don't know what she shot because I really wasn't paying too much attention. What's her name? But, uh, her name was Asa. Gosh, now I don't remember. It's on a, it's on a, it's, uh, it's on a t card. But, but I would have like, gotten her I, autograph. So, uh, so the, the, the moral of this story is when we were talking about how good kids are these days, a lot different, man. Like I, I still, I, I beat my nephew. I played pretty decently. Out a boy, out a boy. But, but I look, I, I. So you, you can go online and look at how these kids are doing in a three-round tournament. The leader right now is five under, a kid named Hunter Thompson from Glencoe in Calgary. And wow. five under, five under. And he was, and 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 the next closest. Because remember how I said it would be around plus one, you know, yeah. plus two. Yeah. Um. Well the next everybody else is plus one plus two you know like this kid's obviously on another level right so no kidding. it's it's pretty it's pretty man it's just it's amazing to watch how how the, the golf course was full of juniors it was just way different when then when we were a kid there'd usually be like at one of these tournaments like you know 20 kids 30 kids and you know now this is a three-round tournament and these kids got game it's really impressive that actually leads into one of the topics I wanted to get into today. I saw a tweet floating around. I think it was from the official NHL account, but it was, uh, who was the best hockey player you ever played against growing up? And I wanted to float that out to you guys. Like, what is your one connection to, like, an elite athlete? Like, wherever you grew up playing hockey, playing, I know you guys had the golf story, too, of that one kid who you hated for whatever reason. Um, we were haters. Yeah, right, sorry, you we were haters. Um who is there a connection? Is there someone you grew up with? Chalmers, you have your hand up, so you can go first. But is there someone you grew up I'll, with who's like made it pro or whatever? I'll go first because mine are pretty easy. Um, when I played for CAC, I played uh, with, well, I played against. I never played on the same team with them. They always made the best teams. But um, I, it, we played a little earlier. But I played with Mike Comrie and Joey Bastian. And you, people might not know who Joey Bastian is, but um, when these two were young. Uh, in Bantam AAA, I have to say that they led the league in scoring with like 120 and 130 points, and the next kid had like maybe 60. Um, and obviously, we know what Mike Comrie went on to become—you know, a great, a, a really, really great Oiler and uh, a good player in the league for for quite a while. And Joey, um, I, I'm not sure what happened to him in junior, but uh, I don't think things worked out for him. But basically, those two it, it, at CAC at that time, though. There was guys like Jamie Lundmark. There was guys like Brian Sotheby was there. Uh, uh, Eric Johansson. Eric Johansson was there, who went on to play yeah. pro in Europe for a while. Uh, so we got to see a lot of good kids. I remember. Tuchuk. Uh, yeah, Tuchuk. Tuchuk went on to a CIS championship and a Mem Cup. And, uh, or no, he never won a Mem Cup. Just they got to the finals and lost. Got to the finals. And Ramuski. Yeah, yeah. So, but my, my thing about with Comrie is, is I knew him. Um, uh, growing up and stuff, but like 
we were in tryouts and I don't even know why he was there, to be honest with you, but it was Bantam tryouts. And they had us doing this drill where you're in the corner and you skate out. They put a puck right at the blue line. You skate up over the dot, over the pylon, and then you race for the puck. And me and him were, were teamed up against each other. And we got to the point in the ice where you would meet. And we thought we, we went the same way and we locked knees and he went down and I went down. And of course, all the fucking coaches went straight to him and they were like, holy shit, like, please tell me you didn't just fucking hurt this kid's knee. Like, he's our, he's was the best player in Edmonton at the time. And thankfully he got up and I got up and it was just, I was like, holy shit. You I, almost ended kid. his career. No, but it was, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a legit knee to knee. And I, I remember thinking like, as, as I'm going, like, just don't run into him. That's all you have to do. Just don't run into him, you know? And I did. Fucking, it was just. It was something else, but yeah. So that's my that's who I play with. Best hockey players I played with when I was growing up. Uh, you mentioned Joey Bastion. I think yep. I have his elite prospects up right now. He'd be forty years old. Is that correct? Yeah, yep. he played for Tri Cities. Was his first uh, his first junior team? Yeah, so he yeah, went to Tri City. He had like a, a meh year. He came back, played for the Saint Albert Saints. Was over a point a game in the dub in '98. Then he went back, or sorry, in the AJ. Then he went back to the dub. Was a point a game with Regina again, but didn't get drafted, which is rare to see a kid produce point a game in his draft year and not get drafted. Um, but he went on. He played like in the independent leagues in the states for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Arguably, like him and him and Comrie were like the Gretzky Curry of of that year in in like you know CAC Southside KC Maple Leafs like that kind of hockey Sherwood Park and stuff. Yeah, they were they were a tag team and they just. They ran shit, man. It was it was pretty it's crazy to, to me. I guess it's from a different era, right? Um, it's crazy to me that he didn't go to Europe and play for like twenty years, like Johansson did. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of fell off. Like I didn't. I if didn't I was like, like I guess, but like different days. But like, if I'm like, hmm, should I play in the ECHL or the Swedish Elite League? Should <laughs> yeah. I make a dollar or four hundred thousand euros tax free and be surrounded by Swedish girls? Yeah. I'd be a no-brainer for me. He was a gun back in the day. Me and him were buddies when we were in junior high. And uh, he was a phenom. Yeah, he was. Great guy, too. Yeah, awesome dude. Didn't he put up more points than Comrie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was like those two. Like those two were like written about like in national publications because they're such a one-two tandem. That's hard. Uh, it's a hard life because you have to be really have your yeah. head screwed on to be able to handle that shit when you're 14, right? If you go to that yeah. Quebec tournament, your ego when you're like playing at the Coliseum, everyone's like, yeah, you're the next one and you have to be able to handle that shit. It'd be an interesting conversation to have with someone like that who isn't just like, you know, the, the scrub you meet at a bar who's like, I fucking blew out my knee, but I was better than this guy and this guy. Like a dude who was legitimately, you know, like you said, written about nationally as a guy who's going to go to the NHL and then doesn't. Like, I'd, I'd love to get into like the head of that and like kind of what's going through your head as you like progress through your career like that. Cause I'm sure it's not easy to go through. Yeah. I, think maybe, I, maybe, I mean, it very well could be something like the pressure of getting him to that point. The minute you get away from the pressure of your family, uh, you can kind of, you know, it can change you a bit. You know, you kind of feel like a weight's been lifted off of your shoulder. Maybe you're, you maybe you're not working as hard as you used to or something. I, I really don't know. I'm not speaking for him. I'm kind of speaking in a generality of, yeah, yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. It's hard, right? Lifestyle, Cause like, you know, when you're the golden boy, right? When you have it really young, it's hard to maintain, right? You, it, when you look at people like our, like Brian Feather, be our buddy, right? He like 
squeaked into the dub and grew 10 inches in an hour, and he was always an underdog, right? And I think people who are always having to overcome the odds have a different climb to success than people who are highly touted early on. Because when you're touted as the number one prospect, there's only one direction to go, right? Comrie would have had a chip on his shoulder because he was always small. For sure. So that's why he got drafted late. And all that, and then he came out of college, went and played like five seconds in the dub. Yeah, got and, 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 Oh, more than that. If he would have stayed, he would have he would have broken the record for points for sure. Mike Conry, uh, in my estimation, I think honestly he's one of the top modern day Oilers on sheer pluck. And like he's very polarizing, and some people don't like him, and that's fine. Who gives a shit? They can all fuck off. But like in terms of pound for pound determination to make something of yourself, and that guy was rich nine ways from Thursday and in the Hillary Duff circles. And he still worked his ass off, right? Yeah, that's impressive. It'd be very easy to turn into a celebutant and like never try again. And he was in the gym all the time working, and it's impressive. I think it's, this, uh, this kind of reminds me, and I'm going to shamelessly plug here, but on episode 24 of Oilers Nation Radio, we talked to Rob Shrimp, and yeah. he talked about his journey to the NHL and what it was like for him to be one of those guys that was supposed to be a can't miss type of prospect only to have it end up the way it did for him. It was really interesting. So if anybody's listening to this now, check out episode 24 of Oilers Nation. Well, what did he say? What the fuck? I don't got no time. I want a podcast. He was talking about how he thought, his. uh, and this was a while ago now, but he was talking about how he thought a lot of it was going to be his hands were going to be able to get him through. And then he got to the pros and he saw, oh, these guys are working way fucking harder than I ever expected. And it it just didn't go well for him. He had yeah. things to work on. He thought he was getting maybe a raw deal from the Oilers organization. Then he moved on. And then it just kind of snowballed its way in the wrong direction. And it was a really interesting conversation. Then he also talked about what that did on his mental health yeah. in terms of going from, all right, I'm a star with the London Knights. I'm doing all these weird, awesome shootout moves in Oilers rookie camps. Everybody knows who I am. And then it just kind of, fizzled out and didn't go the way he wanted it to. So it was it was an interesting conversation. It's hard to climb to the top of the pile of the zombies grabbing at you, right? And stay there, right? And I think like uh some any if it's in sport or if it's in, you have it and then you don't have it, like that's the natural way. No one stays hot forever, right? For every ten can't miss prospects, how many of them miss? Probably two or three. Right. Well, the, the big thing is the ego adjustment because Rob Shannon will even admit it. Like he came in to Oilers camp being arrogant and having like expectations and entitlement. Yeah. Which in the NHL, unless you're like a generational talent like McDavid. But remember not- Connor though. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Remember when Connor came in and he wouldn't take a good number in camp and he sat with all the other clowns in the clown yeah. dressing room and, and he had like, great attitude. That's and the right theory, he wouldn't even comment on other teams. Remember? They're like, how do you think the Blackhawks did it? And he's like, I couldn't say either way. Yeah, I just remember, right laughing at, yeah. I remember laughing in training camp with Connor who kept saying, if I make the team. Yeah, if, if I, I make, make the, the team. team. Well, God bless his heart. That's how you have to be. You have to be like a computer, like humble. Crosby or Connor, where you're just like, I don't know anything other than the work. Yeah. I remember. And Robbie Trent, right? Sorry. And it's not given to you, right? So a lot of these guys, that are high-end skill guys that get drafted that end up not working is they just have a tough time with the ego adjustment. Like you have to take a step. The minute you come to the NHL, unless you're Connor McDavid, you have to take a step back. You have to grind it out in the third line and kind of find your legs and your confidence before you can kind of flourish and move up the lineup. Like look at Leon Dreisaitl, like crazy 
crazy junior player. We chuck him to the wolves uh, on uh, on the Oilers and had him stay here too long and like almost regressed. Like because it, it, it's tough to make that step, and we we kept putting him and try to put him in this role with all this pressure. Like it's tough. So you always have to like you have to acknowledge it. Like it's not a, a, an expectation to make the team just like Connor McDavid to be in the first line. And that if, if you're willing to, to trust that process and continue to put in the work, you will unlock that opportunity and become that version of your junior self in the NHL. And the lifestyle too, for these kids, like when I remember when it was guys like, like the Comrades or our age, right? Like I went to school with them. So you know, right? And like when you were watching them, go and live the life and go and do the draft and go and talk to them in the off season and shit. Like their life goes crazy. All of a sudden you're like flying on private jets and shit and you're 19, right? Or you're 16 and you go to the dub and people are like, you're the shit. You're like, you're darn right. I am like, it's very, very difficult to have your life that front end loaded with like excitement and shit. Cause your brain's not ready for it. Yeah. Completely different gears. Could you imagine what it would be like to be a guy like Bieber? Oh yeah, cool. but that's just fucked. Terrible. Like he, he just like there's. I don't understand how anyone could ever expect him to be normal. Well, I'm, Bieber, like for him to even oh, turn Bieber. out yeah. now, like to he's he is. I think like just looking at him from an outsider perspective, like he he gives off normal vibes. Like he has shades of being normal. For him to come out like remotely okay after being like the biggest star in the world when he was like, whatever, 16. That's insane. Like the, the... You, can't, you can't leave buildings yeah. without like just mobbing him. It's like, that's gotta fuck you up in a way that nobody understands yet. An amazing one is like a guy like, I, I know he's, he's done it for a hundred years now, but like the fact that Paul McCartney is even close to being walking around normal. He's been insanely oh, you mean famous. Who we think is Paul McCartney. Yes, that's true. He may have died. He may have died. <laughs> I love that. Paul McCartney's really uh, dead. Yeah, yeah, that's why he was barefoot on the Abbey Road cover. Um, but just like that, just imagine growing up with that kind of fame. It's ridiculous. So you're M. Chuck. Do you have a player that you've played with? Who is the baseball's famous that you got? Oh, man. Um, I really, like, I never played the high levels of hockey, right? I was never any good growing up. Um, I have, like, I had one kid who I grew up with. He lived a street over. Um, he ended up playing a one year pro with the Arizona Coyotes for their American League team, um, but I, I, he didn't go back this year. He was Fernando Pisani's cousin as well, actually. Um, but I played baseball with him growing up, not hockey. But he was obviously very, very good at hockey. Um, same thing. Grew up with another kid who went on to uh, went to Washington State on a golf scholarship, and he won, I think, the Alberta Men's Tournament last year. Um, and now he's you know debating trying to go pro and all of that stuff. So no one who went to like supernova levels. Um, I do remember when I played baseball growing up, there was this one kid and his name was Jackson Wark. And this guy was like four or five inches taller than everyone. We're like 11, 12 years old. And this kid's throwing in like the seventies. <laughs> like it was nuts, man. And he would just like go on the mound and he'd get pissed off. And I'll never forget the time we were in a tournament in BC and he hit some kid in the face. And I was like the most scared I've ever been. Cause he just like being this kid right in the mouth. Um, oh, he okay. he ended up going on. I think he played like a year in Australia. Like he went somewhere. Then he went to college in the states. And now I like I saw him walking in front of my house last week. And I was like, oh shit! I guess you're not playing pro baseball right now. Um, and Don't I got, hit me in the face with a piss. Before um, everything before everything went to shit, I had a fun moment with Sean Bell at at HQ because uh, I played hockey against Sean Bell every single summer. 
for like four or five years Mm -hmm. and he was absolutely dominant and it was amazing to watch and we just kind of had like a little chuckle about it i was like yeah you ended up in the show and i ended up working in a cubicle doing (laughs) bullshit and then making memes for a living so it was just kind of fun and uh it was also fun i grew up with kyle chapura and he got drafted in the first round by Montreal. He captained Team Canada in the World Juniors. And I remember them winning the World Juniors and hit me seeing him for the first time that summer. And he was wearing that big ball in Team Canada ring. Um, and so funny to me. I love those kind of stories because he's just a normal dude. But there he is walking around our small town that we grew up in. Just this big ball and ass ring looking like a rock star. It was the best. I love the, those. The one I forgot, one of the few Edmonton area products playing professional baseball is actually a listener of these podcasts he tweeted us today saying he was uh he he enjoyed episode 93 of oilers nation radio his name's uh eric sabrowski me and him we were like fairly close growing up playing ball together and i ran into him at an oilers game and then he dm'd me a couple months ago i was like man i love all the podcasts at oilers nation uh but he's down with the san diego padres organization right now cool did he play for the prospects yeah he, he did a little bit with the prospects and he got drafted while playing for him, right? Yeah, he went 13th round to San Diego that year. Yeah, awesome. Speaking of the prospects, uh, I, I haven't been following this, but I had seen something like a month ago where obviously we were going to be keeping a team. Somebody had signed a deal. Randy what Craig. does anybody know? Yeah, yeah. Does anybody know what the what is? Are they, they going to be playing this year? Is that league even running they're, this they're year? They announced like two months ago that they pulled the plug on it. Oh, did they? Yeah, That's yeah. sad because man, like I think I've said this on the one of the very first podcasts I was ever on, like. That is, that is entertainment at its highest quality for the cost that you pay to do it. And with taking your kids to like a, a legit ball game and eating peanuts and just hanging with them, you know, and hanging in the sun and watching some some kids just play baseball, fun, right? Like mm. it's fun. I could take. I mean, in any, in, I could watch people play softball if it was competitive, right? Like I like just getting into competitive sports. But man, I, I was so glad we when I heard we weren't losing the prospects, and I was really hoping that we'd be able to see them this well year the prospects are moving to spruce grove and apparently oh. um pat cassidy wants to build like a whole new complex a whole new ballpark off the hen towards spruce grove and that's where the prospects are moving because randy Gregg has bought in the or he has the lease now for remax and he's going to try bring a new team into edmonton so there's going to be two teams in that league in the edmonton area i wonder if his plan is to like upgrade the stadium a little bit or maybe do a few things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure because it's a lease, right? Like, he didn't outright buy it. Um, but I right. I, we, I had him on the show I do on TSN, uh, like, the day after he signed the lease and all that. And he talked about how he, well, wanted, he wanted to keep both teams in that ballpark, but that didn't happen. We need to beg uh, Dr. Randy Gregg to help us first keep our outfield signage. Yeah. Uh, and help us bring back to life our Oilers Nation side. I saw the prospect post a photo yesterday. That thing is looking rough. Uh-oh. Well, when did we put that up, though? That's like four years ago, five years ago? Yeah, so it's like four years ago. That I don't was know before how I started working with you guys. Yeah, well, that was one of the proudest moments, getting that thing up there. Oh, huge. Uh, before... Don't worry, Jay. Don't worry. Your old pal Wanye had a meeting with Dr. Randy Gregg and his lovely son. Excellent. And I pledged our unending support to the unnamed team, and I said, we will do whatever it takes to get whatever you need done. Please don't take away our ads in our box. (laughs) Are we going to get Randy Gregg on the pod then? Listen, you don't get Randy Gregg on a podcast. (laughs) Okay, The man was in medical school while in the Stanley Cup finals. 
So here's what we do. We have to, one of us has to injure ourselves, some kind of sports related injury to go into his office and secretly do it anymore. He doesn't really anymore. Oh man. He popped my kneecap back into place and I'll always thank him for that. I was so nervous when I met Dr. Randy Gregg. I grew up with a signed letter from Dr. Randy Gregg on my childhood bedroom wall because I wrote him a thank you note and he wrote me back and I like kept the envelope and shit. Dr. Randy Gregg is a far too great of a man to be on the likes of this show. I'll tell you that. No offense, you're Amtrak. You're legit. Eh, barely. Uh, before we wrap up the pod, Jay, what's going on at Oodle Noodle this week? This week, we are partnered with Wings of Providence, which is a uh, charity uh, support group and housing group for uh, supporting women and their families uh, that have gone through the unfortunate experience of domestic violence. So uh, we shot a video with them this week. You'll notice I am yet again sitting in a tiny chair. Uh, that was at their request. This is becoming a thing. I thought but, you were uh, growing. I'm like, you must be 20 feet tall. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we shot a video with them, and, uh, yeah, they're up to good things. So 10% of all in-store sales are going towards uh, Wings of Providence this week. And then we're going to be dropping off some food tomorrow to the mustard seed. Good stuff. How many meals have, you do- how many meals have we donated, Jay? We are cl- uh, we're close to 8,000. We're going to oh, be after sure. tomorrow. We're going to be really close to 8,000. And I know and how Sunny much doesn't have we donated? Our- uh, I'd have to tabulate that, but we're probably in and around between thirty-five and forty thousand dollars donated to local charity, which is which is crazy. It's crazy, and it's all because everyone's you know come and supported Little Noodle, which is allowing us to do that, which is we're super appreciative of. But Chalmers, uh, yeah, no, have you heard our ads on Now Radio? <laughs> no. Well, I don't listen to Now Radio. Super. I don't listen to Bag Milk. Have you heard of Now Radio? Absolutely. I love Now Radio. It's always on in the background, no matter where I'm at or whatever. That's a boy. Thank you. That's a better now Radio. Now Radio sold me on the condition that they said Chris Chalmers listens to this station. It said in oh, the ad kit 100% of Chris Chalmers' mind share is Now Radio. Yeah. Okay, ed- edit it to here. Yes, I love Now Radio. It's the only data that <laughs> I can't do serious satellite radio because I found now radio. Is it the a- only way that you're going to get an ad to meet Chalmers is if you're on a Russian documentary on YouTube pre-roll. So don't feel bad about not listening to the radio. Is it the same yeah. ad that I voiced that runs on Gregor's? Uh, no. Uh, you no this is like a very different done? Oodle Noodle ad. There's like uh, nothing well, jokey about it. It's like a very much like Oodle Noodle is a local business and we give money to charity. Thank you. Good day. Fair Thank enough. you. And then the other ones are like, hey, we should open one in Calgary. Shut up, punk. Like, those are the good ones. Yeah. I've had so many people message me, Jay, and be like, those ads you did on TSN are like the least professional ads I've ever heard on the radio. Perfect. It yeah. worked. Best of worst. Like, mattress, mattress, bitches. They remember them. We'll have to delete them from the archives, though, when we move Little Noodle to Calgary. We set up shop. I shouldn't say move. When we start to expand in Calgary. We got to get on our new website for Oodle Noodle. We got to get a collection of all the shit we've done over the years, like the radio ads and like the videos and all that, and like do a repository because there's lots now. The old jingle ads, yeah. So that's the one that the now radio ads kind of reflect. There's kind of some similarities to the jingle a little bit in terms of the sound. I remember the first time we were driving, we heard our radio ad on Gregor's show. We almost drove off the ditch. I was on a panel called Capital Ideas. 
What we are you, talking, the mayor? And we were, this is in like 2009 or 10 or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's with, it's with the founder of Booster Juice, yeah. Dale Wishawan, and Evelyn Charles. Yep. Oh. And, I, and I said, and I'm just this kid who doesn't know anything, but I was saying, like, we like to have fun with our marketing. Actually, we're going, we're doing a jingle. And Evelyn Charles is like, Jingles are the worst idea ever. Can you even sing your jing- can you even sing your sing your jingle right now? And I was like, oh my god! Like I was shitting my pants. Yeah. Evelyn Charles is chirping me for sure, and, and I'm nervous because there's like a hundred people in this room. You just burst into tears and throw your chair at her, and, and I'm like, ooh, Evelyn Charles, I'm gonna shit my pants right now, and but I'm gonna take notes, and I'm gonna sit on this for a long time, and I'm gonna get you back, Evelyn Charles. And you started up the competitor, the disrupted hair salons, and now they're all out of Exactly. So she won again. Sorry, Evelyn. I don't recall. <laughs> Got to plug our other sponsor, Nation Beer. I chugged three Nation Beers while golfing the other day, and it led to the lowest round of my life out at Eagle Rock, which was a great shape, great course in great shape. Check it out, nationgear.ca. I think there's still some passes up there. Uh, yeah, like I said, I shot the best round of my life there uh, a couple days ago. Well, Direct correlation. I crushed about twenty-four nation beers in Saskatchewan last week, and I feel I felt fantastic after. And I caught the biggest walleye of my life. Direct Holy correlation. Fuck. Yes, of course. You drink nation beer. Good things happen to you. We also got to give some more love to our friends over at Japa. They have two Cat Eight Fifteen F compactors that they really want to get out. They posted them up on their Instagram back on June twenty-fourth. Go check those out if you're in the business for a Cat Eight One Five F compactor you know where to go you need to go to japa japamachinery.com or give them a call 780-962-5272 any closing thoughts before i wrap up this podcast it's an 81.5 if you're a hard out like me fair enough all right sounds good episode 195 of the real life (laughs) podcast is over guys i'm going home great job on making it through the entire hour of the real life podcast Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 